What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? It's Johnny King. I follow the holistic psychologist, and her name is Dr. Nicole Lepera. Um, And if you haven't begun following her on Instagram, it might be worth your time. Um, She puts out so much good content. Um, She's been on my buddy Lewis's podcast, the School of Greatness podcast. She's awesome uh, in many, many ways. Something that she posted the other day, I thought I'd just kind of piggyback on because I think it's just good to think about. And the very first little slide here says qualities that we find most attractive in a partner. And then it says swipe left. So normally uh, I would say, you know, well, before I even get into that, I would say there's there's a lot here. I think some of these things I totally agree with. Other ones are like uh, on, on the fence, but let's let's just go through them, okay? So the first one, she says self-awareness. She says a conscious awareness of the drive plus the motives behind their behavior that comes from doing the inner work, okay? So it, it's, it's, it's the awareness. It's the uh, emotional intelligence someone has, right? Um, who was I with? I was with hanging out with someone. Oh, I'm totally blanking. Um, within the last couple of days. And, oh, a, a buddy of mine last night. And he's like, man, I've been on so many dates. I've been on like probably 20 dates in the last month, you know. And of those dates, maybe two of these women, he felt like he, f- he had like a connection with uh, intellectually. Uh, and not from the standpoint of he's saying like, oh, I'm so intelligent. He was just saying like on an awareness level, right? An emotional awareness level, self-awareness, a conscious awareness of the drive plus motives behind their behavior that comes from doing the inner work. Are they working on themselves, you know, or do they just talk a big game? Oh, I'm doing the work, even though they're actually not, right? The second one is humility, she says it's the direct result of facing the, quote, ugly shadow parts of themselves, their shame, unresolved trauma, deep sadness that we all go through. Humility creates less judgment and uh, it cultivates more curiosity. And I think it's one of those things that I, I agree with that. I think that is really, really powerful. Um, one of the challenges that I've had in multiple relationships in, in my past um, and I'm sure there's a lot of women, probably a lot more women that have experienced this than I have, because I think, uh, the ego shows up in men more readily than women. However, I certainly have experienced it with women and it's, uh, me personally, especially in an intimate relationship, it's a huge turnoff. Someone that isn't, uh, isn't doing the work, 
doesn't have that self-awareness, then it turns into this ego, this way that they protect themselves. It's like they, their desire to just, I just want to be loved for who I am. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then they're not willing to step into the, into the trauma. So in my relationships with, with various partners over the years, like we get triggered. And more times than not, our triggering, whatever things that we find frustrating or that we're pained over or we're you know, angry about, those are little signposts, little red flags that say, hey, hey, this little thing right here, this is what needs attention. This is what needs work. And a lot of times we'll be like, oh, no, you triggered me. You're making me feel this way. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> we're not making you feel a certain way. You're reacting typically out of some, some source of a wound. Okay. So humility is huge. And that really does uh, come as a result of someone who is facing, like she says, the ugly shadow parts of themselves, things that they're ashamed of, areas where they have unresolved trauma, and where they have a deep sense of sadness, or, or that like loneliness or that feeling like they, they aren't lovable you know, and the ego will show up a lot of times to protect that, okay, the third one she writes down is uh, self-embodiment, and she defines that as a security, a security with plus a connection to who they actually are, which allows them to feel comfortable expressing themselves regardless of how other people feel or think about it, to me, that's, this is probably one of the ones that I have been needing more work on, and over the years, as I've been getting more and more um, I guess confident as I'm doing more and more of my own work. Uh, I'm having, f I, I'm, a, I'm allowing myself fewer fucks to give, if that makes sense. And that's one of those things I've talked about, uh, more recently with a, with a bunch of dudes, um, is that like, it's not pretending like you don't care about anyone, uh, because you certainly do. You have deep empathy and compassion for, for people. However, um, you are confident and happy with yourself. You love yourself. And that self-embodiment comes as a result of just feeling secure in oneself, you know? Um, and they feel comfortable in their own skin, right? Versus a lot of times that ego or that, uh, that like facade of like, I don't know, someone who, who just acts like, oh, they don't give a shit. They're so confident. It's like, it's, it's, typically pretty clear to make the difference between someone who has love in their heart, but they're confident and they're insecure in themselves versus someone who is putting on a, a brave face and trying to, to, to kind of pull the wool over everyone else's eyes. And it doesn't work. It's pretty obvious. The next one is self-compassion, a kindness towards their humanness, plus the ability to forgive, to forgive themselves, which allows to naturally uh, be more compassionate to those around them. Let me see that. Say that again. Self-compassion, a kindness towards their humanness, plus the ability to forgive themselves, which allows them to naturally be more compassionate to those around them. Right? So this is another area that I've been working hard on because I am, and I've noticed this a lot of people too, we, we often can be, and I'll just speak for myself, I can be extremely judgmental of myself okay but at times when I get so um, probably satiated or overwhelmed or frustrated with myself it's easy for me to divert 
all the pain and then become judgmental of situations or people or the environment. Uh, I'm not talking necessarily the, you know, the outside environment, just whatever environment that I'm in. You know what I mean? So self-compassion, a kindness towards their humanness, towards, towards ourselves as kind of people who are, we just learn by trial and error. That's just how, how it goes versus us thinking that we need to be perfect. And when we're not, then we're extremely hard on ourselves, right? Uh, the next one is vulnerability. Certainly, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about this. But in this one, um, the doctor says, vulnerability, an ability to clearly communicate one's emotions, plus hold space for someone else's, even if there is dis- disagreement or conflict. And I know in relationships, uh, some relationships I've been with women who who do who do this really really well and and that's ah uh, it just creates a, a very safe place you know um i've been working hard to to do this also but then in those relationships where it doesn't work like i i work hard to be like okay let's just be compassionate let's hold space for each other let's communicate clearly about what we're feeling even if we're in a disagreement and if someone doesn't have the vulnerability and they keep taking offense and they keep getting triggered and or they stonewall or they shut down, they, they lack the willingness to, to open up, to share themselves. That to me is one of the bigger kisses of death when it comes to a relationship. It just, you know, it just starts to shut down. The, the trust continues to deteriorate and and you're ultimately heading towards, you know, things not working out, let's say, in the long run. Uh, the next one is the ability to work through conflict. See how these build on each other? Able to repair after conflict rather than being defensive, emotionally reactive, avoidant, or shut down. You know, the, uh, the Gottman Research Center, the Gottman, you know, university? I forget what they call it. Anyways. The Gottman Institute. There you go. You know, uh, Gottman talked about he could tell how how effective or how uh, long people would end up, a relationship would end up like thriving or not surviving literally by how quickly people repair and rebound from a disagreement. We all have disagreements. It's just... <laughs> It's how, it's how we are, and it's, and it's extremely, it can be challenging, right? You take two people who have had completely different upbringings in many regards, different beliefs in different regards. They have two completely different life experiences to come together as a partnership, as a relationship. You're going to have differing ways and different rules of how life should be done, right? So disagreement is going to happen. Conflict is going to happen. But how quickly are you able to repair after that conflict rather than to hold a grudge, to give the silent treatment, to be defensive, to stonewall, like I said, stonewalling being like shutting down and like not not giving the other person anything. You're just avoidant, right? Now, for me, there's times when I get so upset, I'd be like, you know what? (laughs) I need some space. I'm going to go outside for 15 minutes or I'm going to go for a walk for 30 minutes, but I'll be back and we'll continue this when cooler heads are prevailing. You know what I mean? 
So that's a big part of it is how well can you work through that conflict? I love that one. Radical honesty. She says the ability to speak the truth about what they're actually thinking or feeling rather than people pleasing or hiding feelings, which leads to resentment. This is probably one of my bigger challenges because I was certainly kind of taught or programmed, if you will, to be that people pleaser, right? And then I will have resentments in relationships when I feel like maybe my needs aren't being as um, sought after or cared for as I believe I'm looking to care for hers. You know what I mean? So a lot of that is just me learning to use my words, <laughs> speak my needs, and then to to be confident in being like these like these are my needs. And when I've mentioned this to some of the, some guys that I've worked with, they're like, I don't even know what my needs are. And I've had to call bullshit essentially and be like, Yeah, you do. It's just a lot of times they don't have the um, they're not like at the tip of their tongue, you know. But as I've asked enough questions, probing questions, they're like, oh, okay, yes, that I can see. So then once you get them down on paper, then like, oh yeah, totally. Those are my needs. Those are my values, you know, which are very similar. Like I get that. Um, but radical honesty, just the ability to speak the truth about what they're actually thinking or feeling rather than people pleasing or hiding feelings, which leads to resentment. I read a book um, when I was actually married called Radical Honesty. And it was definitely a kick in the emotional junk. Um, but some of the exercises that I took out of that book and applied to my relationship were really, really healing, were really, really effective. Um, so anyways, I digress. And the last one, kindness, respect for others, a general sense of connectedness to others that allows for treating people well. I think that kind of goes without saying, right? But does someone, if someone has been doing the work on themselves, like their inner work, like like she said earlier, like the trauma, the, the shadow work, like when you start to do that stuff and you're healing, you tend to have a greater level of empathy for other people. It's when we are extremely uh, traumatized, it's when we're extremely uh, volatile, raw, uh, exposed, is when people will get seemingly selfish, right? Or they get protective or they get uh, outright like aggressive in their ability to protect themselves, whether even like they physically are protecting themselves or they're emotionally, right? So that kindness and respect for others is really the byproduct of having done a lot of the work. And that work brings that self-embodiment, the self-awareness, vulnerability, all the things that she talked about, you know, and so it's, it's, it builds on itself, your ability to kind of work through conflict as it comes as a result of being vulnerable and having radical honesty, you know, and then allows you also to, to have greater levels of self-compassion. So in review, here they are real quick, without going into all the, the definitions, you know, as she writes them out, self-awareness, humility, self-embodiment, self-compassion, vulnerability, ability to work through conflict, radical honesty, kindness, and respect for others. It's good stuff, man. It's really good stuff. You got to check her out. Uh, Dr. Nicole Lepere. <laughs> I'm sure that's definitely not how you say it. Lepera. Lepera. 
Um, Dr. Nicole, she's got four and a half million followers on Instagram. She puts out stuff every day, all day, and it's really, really powerful. She's got a lot of good stuff. She's got some cool books. Check it out. Um, I don't know her personally, so this is all, you know, <laughs> my recommendation. Um, just based off of the, the stuff she puts out, really, really good stuff there. So check it out. Check it out. Thank you for joining me as always. Hope this was helpful. Uh, in working in your current relationship or in your next relationship because that's really where, as I talk about in my book, the eternal kingdom, the third kingdom where, where all the juice is, is in our ability to have meaningful, deep, and rich relationships, both you know, platonic and intimate, like romantic. So thank you. We'll catch up soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.